Have you guys both have you played uh World of Warcraft Classic, either one of you? Yes. I played it for about an hour. Okay. Yeah, I managed a bit more than an hour, but yes. Yeah, I think I did two hours. Uh what are your uh what are your thoughts on that? Any 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 doesn't well, sound like anybody's in it for the long term. Well, I'll be in it for the long term. I'm just not going to be in it for I'm not going to be hitting it hard and heavy, I don't think, unless the everybody else moves over, in which case I'll just follow people. It's, I, it's got a lot of things that are better than the current iterations of WoW, but it's there are a reason a lot of the stuff changed, too. And, you know, it's it's nice to go back, but I'm not sure that you could continue on with it forever. Now, I'll make one caveat to that, is that if they branch off the development and say, okay, we're starting over with Classic. We're now going to evolve WoW in a tangential direction from the current WoW. And that might get interesting at some point because there are clearly some directions that they went in with WoW that I would be happier if they hadn't. Sure. I think that's probably true with a lot of things. You know, yeah. I mean, it's or any kind of any kind of art or... You know, it's like you got to, the creators got to make their version and people got to judge it for themselves. What did you, what were your thoughts, Dave? Uh, an hour wasn't enough. I didn't really find it to be that compelling. Um, and yeah, if they develop this as the, as the new way we go, you know, they're going to remove flying. So that'll, that'll keep my interest exactly at the same big round goose egg that it is now. Yeah. Well, I kind of echo the sentiments of you guys on that uh, classic. It's it's just not. You look back at that and he goes, oh, okay, well, this was what life was like 15 years ago, and this was state-of-the-art at the time, and it was good enough to get a lot of people to change over and from uh, EverQuest, and it's not as good as it is now. Well, uh, well You go ahead, Carney. You want to jump in there? Yeah. I, I want to ask, did either of you get to 10? To level 10. No, I did not. Because that's one of the things... Okay, I didn't, since you only were an hour, I'm guessing you didn't either, Dave. No, no. I, I think I might have made it to either 3 or 2.8. And, I mean, it just... Okay. The, my, what I was going to say is that I managed to get to where the... Um, the I forget what they're called. The talent trees unlock. Right. And that's where I think that the current WoW really just went down the wrong gopher hole. Is I was looking at the the, the choices for how you could rearrange your ta- talents and the things you could do, and that was that was a lot more customizable. You you could have a character that was a lot more your character rather than just a standard. Every fifteen levels, you pick one thing that everybody else is picking the same damn thing. So essentially, you might as well not yeah. be doing it. And the, I found their talent tree to be a lot more compelling. And as far as the flying thing goes, as long as they design stuff so that it's not on railroads and you can wander around their world without, you know. Uh, but the thing I really, really hate about not flying is the, I know perfectly well I need to go two feet that way, but I can't go two feet that way because it's 100 feet above me. Instead, I've got to mm-hmm. go into another zone and come all the way back and do this and do that before I can get to something that's two fucking feet away. <laughs> yeah, that's just not fun. And that's, right. the, that's the thing. And that, right. you know, I, honestly, that's the thing I really love about flying is 
it's just fun. It's just fun to do. It's just uh-huh. fun to be flying. And it's like, why take that away? It's oh, it's different because they they have designed zones. They designed all of Northrend or whatever to be flying capable from the very beginning, and it was awesome. And you know, yeah. And as as far as your count, and so I mean, that's and the flying thing. That's my. It's like just bring it back. It's like you're not making the game more fun. In fact, I think you're discouraging people from playing it. It's that's one of the discouraging things for me. It's like. It's their holy bible. They gate content. And they figure, well, the content's got to last X amount of time. It never works out the way they think it's going to work out. But that's what their thinking is. And it's become the holy bible of Blizzard that you've got to gate content. Yeah. And as as far as the talent trees, I agree. I think the original talent trees were very interesting and cool. I think where they got into trouble and where they ended up, why they ended up where they are is because every time they created a new expansion they felt like they had to add new powers and it's like that's not you don't necessarily need to do that we just you know i so i mean once you get five expansion packs your talent tree would be completely unwieldy and what they they, it's not they they, didn't it's not that but you can't you're right though you can't really create kind of a hybrid character that's very much your own yeah and i'm going to tell you is that where they went up off the rails on that too is they kept trying to extend the same talent tree. This is one lesson they could have learned. Right, right. Too, is that have an alternate, you know, you get to say they extend the, the tree to 70. I don't think there were any problems with it up to 70. Then for the next expansion, have a, you know, Northrend only talent tree. You know, this is, mm. that does something else that modifies other things, but it's self-contained. You don't have to try to extend an already overgrown talent bush. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I would imagine that they kind of went through all those discussions, and it's just, it, it's just, it, well, who knows? I mean, well, there was, I'm sure they had just, there was a lot of discussions happening at the time, and I remember being very involved in reading about all that stuff and talking about, you know, I mean, I'm sure they had intern. I mean, any company with more than ten employees is going to have discussions about what's the right thing to do. But the leadership at the point, you know, it's, it's up to the leadership to it's up to the leadership to pick those things. And what the they, leadership did make this was choice. They, is that they just put the whole thing on rails and right. I mean, it's an old thing. Is that what they want? Is the minimal? They want expansions ground out with a minimum amount of staff, and you can't do that if you're having involved and complicated trees. The other problem they've got is the PvP component. Is that all those talent trees? interacted with pvp in really strange ways mm-hmm. and the pvp bitching torpedoed a lot of things that were fun in the pve world yeah and, and that's and that that's actually one decision PvE. yeah and i think that's one thing that they did do finally uh if we can use that overused phrase uh recently is is make pvp talents distinct mm-hmm. from the pve talents and there's no reason they couldn't have done that from the beginning Right. That's or at least from the first. Yeah, exactly. No, or at least from the first expansion after they realized, oh, holy shit, there's a lot of unintended consequences to these incredibly cool talents. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's when the god of balance came into it, because Mm -hmm. you've got to have balance for PvP, because otherwise there's one Uber build that everybody has, and that's the only thing. In PvE, it matters less because you've got specialist functions, but in PvP, yeah. They yeah. went off the rails big time there. And it's interesting that the the same company that created StarCraft, which, in my opinion, was 
perfectly balanced at the time that World of Warcraft came out. It was so and and really difficult. I mean, and, and obviously it's it's much more difficult to to balance a game with eight classes instead of you know three races, uh, rock paper scissor style. But but it's it isn't. It, so I can understand that it's very challenging. But yeah, they didn't do a great job of it. Yeah, I think a big part of their problem was is that they they fell into a trap that I've seen other MMOGs fall into. It's the notion that you can mix PvE and PvP, mm-hmm. and you know everything will be smooth. All you got to do is one little switch to set to make to go from PvE to PvP, and you really just cannot do that. Yeah, no, it's got to be designed that way from the beginning, and it's got to it, it's. And I suppose that is the one thing about StarCraft is it's like it really was designed as a PvP game. Mm-hmm. And and then they had the computer playing one of the one of you know as as a player basically. So the the level of difficulty definitely went up with World with World of Warcraft PvP stuff. And I don't you know I'm not even sure that I mean obviously PvP was part of the game from the beginning but it wasn't designed from a pvp standpoint from, from right. what i they, get they though. took P, yeah they took a pve game and they shoehorned pvp into it and right. you know cue the beginnings of a, one disaster after another <laughs> well you know third world problems or first world problems is, is not exactly a disaster but you Hey everybody, welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. I'm Rob Fiorandino and I'm here with my co-hosts, Dave and Carney. Hello, Dave. Good day. Hello, Carney. Hello. We actually started 10 minutes ago, but somebody just now got around to saying hello, Rob. Oh, I, I love this. <laughs> this, is our, this is our style. This is the way we do things around here. <laughs> welcome. To, I refrain. Welcome to the dungeon. <laughs> What's up with you guys? Anything new and exciting happened since the last time we talked? I've gotten vaccinated for flu and this year's flu and the start of the shingles vaccine. And that was about as much fun as it sounds like it would be. <laughs> how, without getting into too much detail, uh, how, how long does the shingles vaccine, the first part of it, how long does it last? I don't understand the question. What do you mean by how long? Is it multiple time? shots or is it just one oh, shot and then? Yeah, you take one shot and then within the next within two to six months, you take a follow-on shot and then you're done. Okay. So you'll get better, and then hopefully the second half won't be quite as painful, huh? Hopefully, though I've been warned that it could even be worse. Yeah, I was going to say it would just be twice as bad, because now he's uh, better <laughs> introduced to it. He's primed to pump. <laughs> yes. They'll show up with a needle, and I'll start crying uncontrollably. <laughs> ah. I don't know. Can, can you guys hear the little little yipping sound in the background we have a new puppy in the house yes we would, would never would have guessed it is coming through a bit is it excellent well I apologize to the listeners for that they my wife and dog went upstairs to try to give us some some semblance of peace and quiet he's actually not a very barky dog but apparently whatever's something must have set him off today he's been separated from daddy <laughs> apparently no he's oh no he's he's a mama's dog for sure Zan is a, uh, my wife Zan is a, uh, stays at home most of the time and, and she has been training him for the last uh, five weeks, I guess. And uh, 
yeah, he definitely prefers her, and because because you know she's the she's the treat monster or the tr- the treat giver the treat fairy. What's your cat think? The cat is uh, definitely nonplussed about the whole thing. Um, not uh, not actively against the dog. Um, just a little too yippy and active right now. Yeah, see, really not a yippy dog. It, it really is unusual to hear him barking this much. But uh, and now he's quieted down a bit. But yeah, the dog the dog is is very interested in uh, playing. You know, he wants to r- do the rough and tumble puppy thing, and um, he's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, um, and uh, about the a little bit smaller than the cat right now. He's gonna he's gonna grow to be just a little bit bigger. I think they get to be about between fifteen and twenty pounds, depending on how much you feed him. So he'll be about the same size as maybe a little bit bigger than the cat. And then at that point, there's gonna be there's gonna be some interesting things. I'm sure the cat's gonna take a few swipes at the dog, and the dog's gonna be like, "Whoa, dude." And then, yeah, they'll 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 establish their pecking order. Yes, and the pecking order will be the cat on top and the dog at the bottom. <laughs> yes, I think that's true. Although we quick, our cat is kind of a fraidy cat. So if anybody comes into the house, he he or she immediately runs up and uh, jumps under the bed. Um, that's a good so, thing. Yeah. So she'll, she'll, she and she's got she's got hiding. She's she's allowed in the bedroom, and the dog is not allowed in the bedroom. So uh, she'll have some sanctuary there. Oh, that's good. And high yeah. places, too. Yeah. See, now, our biggest cat would is a scaredy cat, too, but it's comfortably bigger than your dog will ever get. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought the dog you got was had a potential of getting over 35 pounds. No, no. Uh, we had talked about having a bigger dog, but uh, the Cavalier King Charles Spaniels are usually around 15 to 20, at least according to Wikipedia and and uh, the trainer, we saw we saw his we, when we went up to pick him up at the at the breeder, which was out which was nice. It was out in the country and like a farm kind of a thing, um, with plenty of space to run around. So it wasn't it wasn't like a little puppy mill, which made which made me happy to see that. And uh, but we saw the mom and dad, and they were both in that twenty pound range. So yeah, pretty pretty darn cool cool thing to have a, a new puppy haven't had a new puppy in mm, 10 years so a lot of work a lot of fun but but good stuff he's also in uh we so we went to uh we went to puppy class which of course you know the the, the cliche about puppy class is that it's not for the puppies it's for the people <laughs> and, <laughs> and which which I was is thinking that <laughs> yes it's absolutely true. Uh, I thought I knew how to raise a puppy, and you know, it's interesting. You, you, I mean, I'm sure I knew a lot of this stuff at the time, but ten years ten years is a long time, and I've changed quite a bit in the last ten years. And uh, it was it's actually really good to go to the puppy class. And my wife's been reading reading lots of books, and there's and the thing that they didn't have uh, last time is there's a ton of like YouTube training videos on really just about any topic. And uh, those are very, very helpful as well. So it's a good time to raise a puppy right now. Presuming there's ever a good time to raise a puppy. (laughs) I don't know. I really, I like having a dog in the house. It's, it's, I mean, there's, there's, it's a trade off. of course, you know, it limits the, it limits the, the freedom of, of travel and, you know, and you gotta, you gotta find somebody to watch him or board him or whatever, but it's, it's nice to have him around. Well, you can travel more easily with a dog than with a cat. For one thing. Yeah. 
I mean, the cat we can leave alone for a few days if need if need be too. Like if we want to take a weekend trip, I, we don't have any problem leaving the cat home alone. Um, but I would definitely not do that with the dog. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. The 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 kitty litter uh, the kitty box is uh, is a, is a good thing and it's uh, the <laughs> so it's nice not, you don't you don't have to train cats but you definitely got to train dogs so you're not training the dog to use the cat box <laughs> that's not no that's not happening <laughs> I have never seen this. is that actually a thing you can you train dogs to I mean but you have to train them and yeah no. Depends on the size of the dog, I suppose. You know, I wouldn't want to see a litter box for a boxer, for instance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, your dog probably is going to eat a little bit more, and and results will. Yeah. I mean, it's something you'd have to train early on. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, we're going to. He kind of goes out to the backyard. We've got a fenced in backyard, so that's nice. And he goes out there, and right now we're. uh, we're picking up all the poop uh, in the backyard, and when winter comes and there's lots of snow, I I have a feeling that practice is going to end because that's a huge pain in the ass to pick up dog shit in snow, especially in Minnesota here where we get, you know, we may have four or five inches of snow on the ground all winter long, and it's like, okay. Not di- Spring not must shoveling. be lovely up where you live. <laughs> yeah, we at one point we had three in the, about 2010, 2008, maybe eight. I don't know. We had we had three dogs in the house, and uh, that was not ever. You know, when you have three dogs, picking up all the poop is is just unrealistic. And uh, and yeah, you're right. When when winter ended, the backyard was just plain gross. <laughs> So now we have grass and plants and flowers and good stuff, and we'll uh, we'll have the we'll hope we'll have, I'm sure we'll have a pile of poop, but I hope hopefully he'll kind of try to isolate himself into one area. That's kind of what he's he's got like he's got like three spots right now that he likes to go in. I th- I, th- I think somebody's kidding themselves, but we shall see. <laughs> you can report back in the spring. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, uh, it's it's well, it, he'll probably just poop wherever he can because it's like Jesus Christ, it's cold out here. I gotta poop quick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and as soon as the thaw comes, you're gonna discover that it only that it, for months he was pooping within ten feet of right. your back door. <laughs> right where we're what is the oh yuck? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have we'll have that uh, delightful. Delightful. Have you, are you guys uh, thinking about uh, more beasts in your house at any point? I know, Carney, you've got quite a number of beasts, don't you? Yes, we've got a, a enough cats to last us for a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, are all of them uh, spayed and neutered, as they yes, say? Yes. Yeah. They're all rescues of one kind or another. Okay. Yeah, this is the first non-rescue dog I've ever had, and it's, it's actually kind of nice because the rescue dogs we've all had have all had well, one was deaf and one is anyway they've all had uh issues they've all had issues yes thank you yeah, that were ch- it's like i'm we we're we're to the point in life where we can afford to get a, a a you know one from a breeder and it's uh the particular the cavalier king charles spaniel is just a just a delightful breed apparently and the one we got is quite delightful it's just not 
very mellow, very, very much, you know, still a puppy, still runs around, wants to do dog things, but not, not like a terrier. I know Dave, you had a terrier too when a couple of our dogs were terriers. It's like, wow, they are high energy. Yeah, that's that's the thing with me. As you know, in the past we've had dogs, and you just have to put a lot more structured time into a dog than a cat. Mm -hmm. So, speaking of cats, the the mother, you know, we we trapped a, a feral mother and kitten about three months ago, and the mother whose name is Alita, by the way, has finally decided that it's okay for her to be picked up and put into a lap. Well, for some value of okay. She freezes up and like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm being grabbed, I'm being grabbed, I'm being put in a lap. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't too bad. I think I'll start purring now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and named, and, and does it have really big human eyes and is actually a robot? It might be a robot. It definitely has big eyes when you're picking it up. She, she's yeah. got that. I'm seriously considering mauling you. <laughs> Look. <laughs> well, then, it, yeah, maybe it is a battle angel then. Yes. But no, Did but she's you? actually doing very well for a feral. She, she's, yeah. you know, she's like, oh, my God, this is new. But, it's, it's, okay, this isn't bad. I'm, okay, this isn't too bad. You know, everything is strange, and she, she's a little freaked out by everything. But so far, nothing bad's happened to her, so. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, did you watch the uh, movie Alita Battle Angel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we watched we watched that too, and I actually quite liked it. Uh huh. And I, I think I don't think there's going to be a sequel though, unfortunately. Oh really? I thought boy, they sure set it up like there was going to be. It just, well, it, that just was not the plan. Money uh, it's I thought I would have thought it made enough money overseas, but. It wasn't a big hit in the U.S., and I haven't heard a thing about it, which if they were serious about it, I would have expected we would have heard something by now. Hmm. You know, I guess fingers crossed, because I'd like to see another installment. But Well, yeah, and to the, the story really didn't end. It was like... No, no, it was intended to be a trilogy, I believe. Yeah, it was like, gosh. But, I mean, it didn't even have like a... I mean, it kind of had, had a little bit of an ending, but... It was a fairly unsatisfying ending, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it it, it, it needs to have a closure, damn it. That's right. Maybe, maybe they'll do a comic book or something. Oh, but, uh, you know, well, that's already, you know, a magna, which is substantially different from the film, I might add. But um, yeah. did you see Terminator is coming out, the new installment on Terminator? I I saw that it was coming out. I haven't seen it. Is it in theaters yet, or is it, um, no, I is think it a Christmas? I don't think it's Christmas. Well, I'm going to check okay. it out. Thanksgiving uh, or something like that. Wait, is, Rose, is Rosa Salazar in that? How would I know? <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I just wondered why you brought that up as in relation to Alita Battle Angel. Movies, movies coming out. <laughs> movies coming out. Fair enough. All right, great. Well, Rosa Salazar was in the most recent episode of uh, Star Trek. So it it apparently comes out um, next weekend, November first. Okay, that actually looks pretty good. I hope it. I hope it is good. So we'll I see. refuse to commit myself. I'm going to be hopefully optimistic, but the the whole Terminator thing has had ups and downs. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, <laughs> that's for you know, sure. I like the I like the first season of the TV show Terminator. Okay, I never deeply weird. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I never saw it. what was the what was the weirdness of the TV show. I never saw that. Yeah, I'm having a hard time remembering. Um, it, it was. It, the, there was a Terminator that's a girl that's um, the, the Summer Glau, the one who plays, um, mm-hmm. well, you know who she is. Mm-hmm. It, it's a Terminator sent back to guard John Connor, and, you know, it's a plot of the week kind of thing. But okay. then then you start getting other Terminators and self-motivated Terminators and a Terminator, rebe- you know, like rebels. And, you know, after sure. a while, the, the plot kind of spaghettified. And this is beyond its already time travel issues. <laughs> right. You know, at some point, I was looking at this and I'm going, "Okay, who's doing what to whom now, and why?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that was uh, yeah, that kind of got that way in uh, in I don't know if you guys saw the Ron Moore Battlestar Galactica where uh-huh. you know the, the Klingons, or the Klingons, the Cylons <laughs> looked like uh, looked like humans, and then. But then some of the Cylons became good, and some of the humans became bad, and it's like, okay, so who's against who? It was had the same issues where you're just like, wait, what now? Yeah. And who's? And they had two different religions, and one was, you know, it's just like, okay, yeah. The thing, all the things you mentioned would have been okay, except that the problem is, is that they had this thing where they keep ha- having to have a big reveal every season. <laughs> Right. And, you know, the the, the first big reveal was the Cylons are coming back. Okay. The next one was, you know, the first two or three, but then you started getting into... Yeah, who's the the final five? And who's, you know, the Cylons look just like us. And, oh, there's Cylons in the fleet. And then it's like, okay. Yeah, at some point, and it didn't help that you had the same actors playing multiple characters. Right. At some point, the whole thing, like like you're saying, turned into a, okay, who's doing what to whom and why? It's like, couldn't you just wear, like, I don't know, yellow armbands and green (laughs) armbands so we could know who's on which side? (laughs) Wouldn't that just be better? It just seems like it'd be more efficient. (laughs) I don't know. You have any thoughts on that, Dave? I want to make sure you're still awake. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, well, there you go. Uh, the puppy also has an Instagram account to get back on the puppy thing, which I don't I, know if you I've guys are. quite enough puppy pictures in Facebook. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I'm not sure if Mile, uh, if Carney can possibly add another subscriber or <laughs> subscribe to another account. He's probably got so many things he's keeping track of that. Well, I only bring it up because if people want to, you know, follow my puppy on Instagram, it's Binkley Von Binkerton on, uh, on Instagram. And he's got, he's got a couple thousand followers right now and he's doing all right. So good for him. <laughs> puppy pictures. Puppy pictures. That's I've never really been a big fan of Instagram, and and uh, getting the dog has been a motivation for me to kind of become get back into photography a little bit. And I'm I'm doing all the photographs with my iPhone, and they're turning out really good. I mean, sure, uh, part partially because I have some skill with a camera, but mostly because I just take a billion photos and then pick out the good ones. Which is the secret to good photography is to just take a thousand photos and then you'll find ten that are good. Well, it doesn't um, hurt that the quality of a phone at this point that you're carrying yeah. around the picture is better than what photographers had, you know, 
even professional yeah. photographers 10 years ago. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll allow so? it. But it, it, in certain situations, you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's amazing. So I've never really been involved in Instagram at all. And so it's been, it's been kind of fun to, to, to start posting things to Instagram and building a little follower base for him. And it's just kind of been a learning experience for me. What are all the kids doing these days on Instagram? I don't want to know. <laughs> They're well, just I assume it's been around long enough that the kids aren't on it. Well, that's true. They're probably yeah. on TikTok or whatever. But uh, I do believe TikTok is the current yeah, I flavor probably. of the month. That's part of the reason why I don't bother with Instagram is I don't have anything that I want to crank out a thousand pictures a day for. Yeah. And you know, it, it's flavor of the month becomes an issue. Um, yeah. It's <coughs> it's fun for now because I've never done it before and it's something new to learn about and, and have there some fun go. with. And it's an, doing it. it's an outlet. It's a lot. And I, you know, it's a, I post one picture a day. I try not to do get too obnoxious with it. And, and I, and actually I also, it's, it's, it's so much better than Facebook. I actually cross post my photos to Facebook and luckily no one's posted any weird diatribes, but, yeah, Facebook is just an ugly mess, and even though Instagram is owned by Facebook, it, Instagram seems like it's much better than Facebook. See, I, I, I've got a simple solution to the Facebook problem. I don't add just anybody. I mean, I, you guys, sure, but, you know, yeah. I, I discourage political diatribe, you know. Yeah. If you post one, something political once, maybe I'll allow it twice, and I'm, right. you know, contacting people. <laughs> that's, that's, we are blocking you at this point. Uh, yeah. more like spanking but yes yeah it's it's unfortunate i have to i pretty much have to use uh, facebook for if, to be involved with the the improv community here in minneapolis and uh if you're not on facebook you're just really missing out on a lot of stuff so i've been getting back into facebook again too over the last year and that's gross just curate who's who's on your friends list you know and the, the, there are people who are going to be yeah. aggravating you and they need to be gotten rid of <laughs> yeah I, I, I definitely do that it's uh, unfortunately though it's it's one of those things too where you kind of as a performer you want to be visible to people so you have you know you have to kind of take that's that's one of the costs of doing business is it's like being in retail you have to take all the phone calls because one of them might actually be somebody buying something yeah that's absolutely right i don't, I don't have to take any phone calls because i don't care <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh so what's been good this fortnight anything anything uh that you guys want to share on uh on good things since the last time we chatted well alita turning in you know slowly turning into a lap cat has been good well t- tell me about it well, just Maybe, give me a little more detail here for the okay. for this segment first you gotta drag her out of her hidey hole because well she's going to be picked up and she knows it and then you pick her up and you put her in the lap and she freezes for a second and then she goes oh it's brushing time and then <laughs> she's sitting there on your lap and she needs just a little bit and she looks at you and she needs again and she says okay that that's all right it's all right for me to need and then it's like purr purr that <laughs> <laughs> is just so cute. It's like, is, is it, she, she's like never purred before because she's been out in the harsh world and now she's I, I think the only she's thing somewhere she's safe. Ever, she's ever purred to is probably her kitten. You know, mm. the, you know this purring because she's happy thing? Well, what's this? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, Dave, you got anything? 
Well, I guess it's nice that summer has broken in the uh, DFW area. And yeah, I did. Experiencing, um, I actually looked at my coats the other day, so um, that's a nice change. I mean, I I don't think uh, my interest in living up in Minneapolis will ever <laughs> uh, grow hot enough for me to do something that far north, but uh, yeah, that's... That's one reason that we'll probably not be staying you know, in this area forever is the summer is at least 50% of the year. And summer means you know, low of 80 overnight. So, yeah. Well, and I think in the last since last time we chatted, you actually took some concrete steps to make that a reality, didn't you? Oh, well, just, yeah, doing additional things. And, and in preparation, yeah, I picked up a, a place to live when we do decide to move so yeah that's pretty and a, and a nice looking place it is i must say just see, seeing seeing the pictures i didn't i wasn't stalking you oh no it's, as far as you know it's, de- <laughs> it's definitely yeah it's, it, it seemed uh yeah of, of everything that we looked at it was the uh, both both the most expensive and the nicest i, I don't know how that works out but <laughs> well I think there's some there's some cliches along those lines which we don't have to necessarily get into. <laughs> uh well, I'll I'll end us off with uh my wife and I watched the Lion King uh live action version and it's got some it's it's weird. I don't know if you guys are fans of the original Lion King animated movie. One of my favorite animated movies. I like and, Timon uh, and Pumbaa, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, yes, absolutely. And they're, 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 those are actually, I mean, the, the movie's the movie's basically the same movie. It's, you know, it's scene for scene. It's kind of, there's a few extra songs and a couple extra things that happen, but basically it's the same exact thing. Uh, but they did it in this way that's really interesting with the live action uh, live action looking animation and uh, the way that they filmed it is very interesting. So if you get a chance to look at that uh, and really actually, I think even better than the movie in a weird way is the behind the scenes stuff and kind of the, the tools that they've developed to create the movie is, is, uh, is really interesting. So I'd say that, so it's been, I really enjoyed watching that and, and watching how the, filmmaking technology and art has has been moving forward recently it's really interesting all right that's it thanks guys uh uh, if you want to contact us we are at dedicated nerds on twitter we're dedicated nerds gmail.com if you want to send us some email and uh, you can visit us at dedicated nerds meter is frozen at uh thanks carney we'll talk to you later Okay, and thank you, trippy. Dave. That, All right, thank you. That was trippy. <laughs> Goodbye. <All right. laughs> that was trippy, huh? Did you just get yeah, all the you, packets you, at once? Yes, you froze, and then it was like... <laughs> 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 sounded like a Tom Gobbler in the book. <laughs> well, good night, Carney. <laughs> <laughs> good night. And goodbye, everybody. <laughs>